Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Amy, Rachel and Molly, and today we're going to be talking about our predictions for the debut Vault songs. So in the first episode, we discussed our thoughts and opinions on the Fearless Vault tracks, which is when Taylor included six previously unreleased songs on the re-released version of her Fearless album. So what we thought would be really interesting to do today would be to go over the potentially six potential unreleased tracks that are going to be put onto the debut re-release. It is major to note that Taylor hasn't actually confirmed that there's going to be a vault for every single album. But for the sake of this episode, we are assuming that she is going to because we want her to. So here we go. Guys, I'm going to start by throwing the first song into the ring. Me and Britney. What do we think is that as a contender for the vault track on debut? I think that's pretty controversial considering certain events recently. That's why I said it. Mm. Oh, wow. You're really stirring things up here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, reportedly, Taylor is no longer friends with Brittany Mack. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, They've been friends since childhood. She was her maid of honour at the wedding. And um, apparently due to political differences, they are no longer friends. However, the song Me and Brittany is a really beautiful childhood song written about the pair of them as young children just growing up and experiencing different things as they grow into teenagers, there is a verse in it that we're not sure if it's fictional or not, about Britney running away to Memphis to be with a guy. We don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's a really sweet coming of age song about how secrets stay between each other and you've always got each other's back, which is, if we put rumors aside, it definitely is a big contender for the debut vault. But if they're no longer friends, despite Taylor having been her maid of honor, I don't know. That song could definitely be a peace offering, but we don't know what's happening personally in their lives. So it would be it would be um, presumptuous to assume that they want to rekindle their friendship if a if a friendship break has happened at all. Yeah, that that's true. We are just going on rumors. Um, funnily enough, I've never actually particularly vibed with that song. I don't know. I don't know whether that's just me, but I've just it's just not my favorite. Molly, what do you think? I didn't like it that much to start with, but then I'm not sure. I think a lot of my opinions on the unreleased music are based on how decent the quality of the recordings we've got is. Yeah, that is so a very there are, there are a lot of songs that I didn't like initially just because the quality of the recording wasn't great. I think me and Brittany falls into one of those, into that category for me. But actually I do really like the lyrics and the story behind it and the, um, the kind of childhood reminiscing growing up reminds me a bit of seven but a kind of more positive spin on it yeah that's like a really cool observation so lyric parallels they're like sweet tea in the summer cross your heart won't tell no other and it's like me and Brittany sat down on the french porch drinking lemonade talking about things no one else has ever gonna hear in the summer shade like it's pretty much the same line reworked yeah Yeah. that that's Mm -hmm. really cool I think it would be it would be cool to have that on um the vault I'm not honestly holding my breath I think it's quite unlikely Mm -hmm. um but if if we're going on things that are unlikely I'm just I'm just gonna go with it what (laughs) do we think about Nashville Nashville despite popular belief Nashville is not the cover song that Taylor performed on the Speak Now tour that was in fact a cover and it is not an unreleased song even if it wasn't released it wouldn't be because it's on the speak now world tour live cd 
Nashville is actually a song that was written and performed live in 2006 on one occasion at the Wild Horse Saloon in December 2006. Now we know it happened. We know there was a show there. It is on Setlist FM. It is documented as being on there. There is just no live recording of it. We have it confirmed that it was there because her ex-boyfriend, Sam Armstrong, songs like Should Have Said No were written about, was there also. And he, he claims that it was their rekindling song and that they got together after that. They got back together and she forgave him for cheating on her at this, at this event in December 2006. Also, we know it exists because, as usual, the IC does have a leaked demo of it that they are not sharing with people. So we know it's a real song. We know it was performed live once. We know it was written very, very, very shortly after the debut album. But Steve describes it as being, or what he considers to be, I'm not sure if this is just him showing off, the best song that Taylor has ever written out yeah. of both her unreleased and her released songs. And we all know wow, Steve hurts. loves to exaggerate, but yeah. He does, but that <laughs> really gets me. That hurts. I mean, Rachel, you did find out a few lyrics about it, didn't you? From I it. did. I went on an absolute psycho hunt like four years I ago remember. on Instagram. You remember this, yeah. You, you kind I, of lost your mind for a little bit. I don't know. I just woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to find Nashville. And that's that on that. Um, I put up this big poll on Instagram. I was like, I was narrowing it down. I was like, can you please take this box? If you were genuinely a big fan of Taylor back in 2006, this isn't a popularity contest to make like, a bigger fan. I just want something I want to find out. And I went through it and all these people were like, yes, yes, I was a big fan in 2006. And I was like, cool. Did you follow on MySpace? Yes, yes, yes. Did you know about the show? Did you go to the show? Did you ever see any recordings of it? And I got several separate people to, to confirm for me that the hook of the chorus was, I hope you come to find you were all I had in mind. You were everything I loved about Nashville. If she were to put that on the debut vault, I think we would all be very, very happy people. I think we'd all cry. Maybe not happy mm. people, just sobbing, sobbing people. Very emotional people. I think being dangled those lyrics mm. on a string but not having the whole song or any other information makes it 10 times worse. It really is torture. Yeah. yeah. You were everything I loved about Nashville. This is original, original, all too well content we've got here. So if we were if we were going to go through the songs that we want on the debut vault, we don't necessarily think that they will be on, but the songs that we want, I'll go first and I will say, I want I'd Lie, I want Closest to a Cowboy, Love to Lose, By the Way, Songs About You, Just South of Knowing Why, I Know What I Want, and who I've always been. I'm aware there's a lot there. <laughs> she knows what she wants, no pun intended. <laughs> I know what I want. Yeah. So Molly, Rachel, what do you want? I want, I'm going to add some in addition to yours because I agree with most of yours, especially by the way, I want R-E-B-E-N-G-E, Revenge. <gasps> yes, that is, yes, that is honestly a most guarantee that one is. Do we think? That would be amazing. I think so, yeah. I I'm think that sure. just has so much potential to be a success. Yeah. And it's so catchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it fits so well. And so maybe... Rachel, what do you want on there? Okay, um, what I want from what I expect is very different. What I expect is we're going to get Sweet Tea and God's Graces. I expect we're going to get Welcome Distraction. I expect that we're going to get Need You Now. I do expect we're going to get Dark Blue Tennessee. And I wouldn't be surprised if we also got something along the lines of Tell Me is a big contender for it, but also we've got Tell Me Why. So we could get Tell Me in the similar vein that we had the one thing, but with a title change and a lyric change. Oh, I'm so conflicted on that because I mm. adore Tell Me like I love the one thing, but I don't want it changing. Yeah. Like that would mm -hmm. be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. For me, I 
I've said what I want, but I think realistically, if we are going to assume that there are going to be six Vault songs on all the albums, I feel like we'll probably have two songs that we don't know of, or maybe we know the so. title of, but we haven't heard. Um, so that was that was like with the Fearless Vault. I then think we'll probably get Idle Eye, Permanent Marker, Dark Blue Tennessee, and All Night Diner. Honestly, just because they're songs that I think are really quite popular within the fandom of, especially yeah. like in the old days. Um, interestingly, I thought it was good that you mentioned Need You Now, but I think, I feel like she won't do that because of the Lady Antebellum song. I True. think it's just the mm-hmm. title is exactly the same and it was such a massive song, such a cult song, and mm. it is still played radio, still play it. Um so I feel like she probably won't do that. That's definitely a point to make. What I would like, though, I would definitely like um, 13 Blocks, which is another Scooter Carry So one. When I heard that You All Over Me was on Fearless Vault, I was like, they're, they're having 13 Blocks. She's putting 13 Blocks on it. That was written in the same writing session. But um, as we know, that didn't happen. But I think it's also interesting because it does place a date on 13 Blocks being 2005. Now, I always thought that was more 2007. We don't know for sure, but we could just indicate that she... Scooter isn't somebody that she worked with loads. I can only imagine it was one or two writing sessions around the same time. So I'm just drawing my conclusion from that one. I'd really like This Is Really Happening. That song is so descriptive and just ethereal. Love it. And controversial. I'd really like Perfect Have I Loved. Now, I think the song, it's generally deemed a bit immature, a bit cheesy. But going back to what Molly said, you kind of deem how much you like the unreleased songs from the quality of the demo. And this is literally just one that sounds like she's sat in her bedroom and played on the guitar. The lyric, if you love me, then I love you. I swear by the freckles on the moon. Love was all we had and faith was growing on the vine. Words were all we had and for one summer you were mine. These are good lyrics. They are really good lyrics. These are cute. Like, do you you say them out loud? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) think the quality of the recording has a lot to do with our opinions on the song. But yeah, I've I've never really vibed with that, but... It's like that's when... When we yeah. had that like shabby little demo of it and now we've got the full production and you're like, whoa. Mm. I just love the lyric when it's like, do you remember that little old little bridge we used to cross? I found the feeling of trying to get lost. You would smile that smile that I tried so hard to forget. Started all those fires that I still haven't put out yet. It's I mean, really that is good insane lyrics. lyricism. Yeah. I'd love to hear a fully produced version of Perfect Have I Loved. So if we were going to talk about the most... Maybe the most well-known unreleased song. I know Rachel doesn't like us describing it as unreleased because technically, <laughs> technically it's on the it's on the fence. It's yeah. okay, it's on the fence. But yeah. I'd lie is probably one of the most or the most famous unreleased song. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people think we will probably get that on the debut vault. However, we have we are on the fence in terms of whether it is too similar to a couple of other songs. Molly, what is your take on that? Yeah, so there's two. There's one that sounds very much like the verses and one that sounds very much like the chorus. Like the melody mm. is exactly the same, which is why I'm like, mm. I feel like yeah. it's like too much of a faff to put it on the debut to the point where she just picks up. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, I do see what you mean. Somewhere. I mean, in, I think it was 2007, she played it acoustically at a show for Billboard. And yes. she basically changed the chorus melody entirely. So it wasn't like the mm-hmm. same as the Saving Jane song. Um, so that could be if she were to record it, if she wanted to record it without any sort of issues in terms of copyright and plagiarism and all of that, she could potentially change the melody. I mean, I'm on the fence about that because I do love the original me- melody. Yeah. 
Definitely, I agree with that. But on the I other hand, like, I feel like she's Taylor Swift, so essentially she can kind of get away what with it. She wants, like, yeah. if she credits them, if it's similar enough that they need to be credited, I feel like anybody would be desperately scrambling for acknowledgement from Taylor Swift. Oh, for sure. But at the end of the day, there's so many pop songs or just songs in general that do sound similar. Like, do you remember Brave by Sarah Bareilles and then a few months later, Raw by Katy Perry came out? Yeah, exactly. On a more personal note, I don't really want it. You don't? Only because we've already got we it. Already I guess. have it. That's true. Yeah. That is, and we have very a good true. quality recording of it. So, whereas I don't mind, I, I was really happy with some of the Fearless Vault songs, even though we already had demos of them because the demos were such bad quality. And it was really nice to hear a fully produced version. With I'd Lie, we already have that. That's a fair point. I'll be honest. When she announced the Fearless Vault, I was hoping that it was going to be songs that we'd never heard. But then mm-hmm. when I found out that we'd heard four out of six, I've kind of resigned myself to thinking that the ones we're actually going to get out on the vaults, especially the debut one, are going to be things that we've already heard. It so, really got to me, though, hearing her singing The Fearless Vault with her current voice. I was like, I can't believe you're acknowledging this song at long last. Like, <laughs> it got to me a bit. I loved it. Definitely, yeah. I like What to Wear. That's iconic. Uh-huh. I think that song, again, like Permanent Marker, I think What to Wear would have slotted in perfectly on the Beautiful Eyes EP. I Definitely, think really that would have been it. amazing. Yeah, I feel like but, the Beautiful um, Eyes EP could have been something more than it was. Yeah, but she was very desperate to make people aware that it wasn't her second album. So she kept it very, very short. I suppose, I don't know. I guess it's kind of odd that, or not necessarily odd because I love the alternate versions, but the way that she put out so many alternate versions, like Pitch to Burn and Should Have Said No, when she could have chosen songs like What to Wear or Permanent Marker. Definitely, yeah. I think um, there's quite a high probability that we could either get your face or your anything after they were played at the NAMM show, the 2005 one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But I again, think- I kind of feel like what Molly said, like, I'd lie. We don't want it because we've already got it. Like, we've already got the studio demo. We've got the live performances. She's played it live on Billboard Radio. Everyone knows the words. That song's had its moment. It would be really nice to give it to songs that people just don't necessarily know about. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I would agree with you there. But mm. I do still think it's quite it's a high likely. contender. It's a high yeah. contender, definitely, mm-hmm. because it's so well known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what do we think about Sweet Tea and God's Graces? If I throw that one into the ring, I like it. I'd be very happy if that was on there. And Me I know too. that it's not really. I know lots of people who don't really like it that much. Really? Yeah. I am going to say. I don't love it. I mean, I like it. I will listen to it, but it's not like I will dance on the top of a building to get it released. Ah, see, that's where we're different because I would dance on top of a building like <laughs> naked for that to be released. The Honestly, imagery that, in that song. song. Yeah, it's like the Pinterest board for like high school for me, that was. Yeah. And I love how it was like, like Wilson County Creek. That is a real place, like not far from her house where she grew up. Like, I love that. Yeah, because it it's be a cool. real Lyric story. Fact. It's definitely almost sounds like the precursor to Tim McGraw. Very, very similar story. And I love the songs that sound like it's um like the before and after of a song that actually made it onto the album when you can tell like this was the... This is when you guys were falling in love or like this song is about like the aftermath of that relationship that we didn't actually get to hear about. I love it when you can almost connect the dots and realize that she's telling the same story, but from a different perspective. Love that. 
So what are your takes on whether we will be getting any songs that we just don't know about, that we've never even heard the title of? There's so many leaked songs from that time. Like, it's going to be slim pickings to get a song that we don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there was one of the ones that were on one of, um, you know, the demo CDs that haven't leaked. Oh, yeah. That have leaked songs on them. I wouldn't be surprised if we got one of those. But Mm, that would be cool. I think it's unlikely just for this album. For every other album, I don't think we'll know many of them. Maybe Speak Now will know a couple, but yeah, I think for debut, I think we're going to know most of them. And it's I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about this is really happening? Because similar to Permanent Market, that one was also released by another artist. I love it. I know, and I'm slightly gutted that it was sold and released. And is it yeah. on Amy? Do you know if it's on streaming services? I, I don't checked. know. It's on Spotify, I think. This is really happening is still on streaming services. So I feel like, I don't know, because it's it's not like you can't have two versions of the same song. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, we all know Better Man's going to be on um, the Red Vault. I just, I feel it. I hope so. I, really I, I, I need her version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is really happening has some of my favourite lyrics Yeah. on, on any Beneath the chandelier of stars and atmosphere. Like that's so good. Who rhymes chandelier and atmosphere? Taylor Swift. Yes. I just love it. Yeah. It's Honestly, such it's a good song. It's very poetic. It's almost very comparable to like the folklore lyricism, like in, in songs like The Lakes, like the way she uses those such big words that aren't commonly used in songs and rhymes them with other ones and just makes it work. I think just south of knowing why, that's definitely a strong contender. That's such like a, a fitting title to have on a country album, just south of knowing why. Like, I would like, absolutely like, love that. Just South of Heaven. Like it's, it definitely slots in really well. I yeah. would also love that because it would put an end to the debate over the title. <laughs> is it just South yeah. of Knowing Why or is it Drive All Night? I mean, I think we all know the answer. Better be just South of Knowing Why. But that's like the one thing. Like, was it always called the one thing or was it Bye Bye Baby? But like we had it confirmed on the, on the mirror. But, yeah, um, I was going to say yeah. the mirror track list said um, yeah. the word on that initially and I was like, that would really annoy me. Um, there's also one more that I really, really wanted to get into this, and that's $10 in a six-pack. Now, she definitely couldn't release it in 2006 for the alcohol references. That just wasn't what her image was going for. But nowadays, looking back, that she does have the opportunity to release that if she wants to. And it's a very, I don't want to say cheesy, because we've only got the demo version, but it's a very tongue-in-cheek kind of funny version it's almost something similar to the linguistics used in picture to burn it's like i said let them say we're crazy you said let's go fishing a lot like midnight moon was blazing baby i was gazing into your eyes like it's it's nice rhymes it's kind of funny it reminds me a bit of brad paisley's older work where he did very funny like just jokey songs like like online like water. Like, I can have a three-way chat with a supermodel. Like just like songs <laughs> that like they cough and then they just pick up again at a certain I point. I literally like, listened to that song the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. I I I think it would be interesting to see if she did do that with the alcohol references because it is still the fact that she did write it when she was so young, essentially. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily writing something doesn't actually mean she did it I mean we all know Mm -hmm. she did from her old MySpace post (laughs) let's be honest here but yeah it would be interesting to see if she almost rewrites her image in any sort of way with the day I'm interested in that yeah because Big Machine because she was like the only artist alongside who was it like Jack Ingram and Danielle Peck like Mm -hmm. she was the main one that they were focusing on 
they did have a lot of control. They shaped her as an artist, which was definitely beneficial to her career. It definitely helped her an awful lot. But it might be like cathartic for her to go back and say, if I'd had full free reign, yeah, this would have been the side of me that you saw. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That would be very mm-hmm. interesting. What do we think? I know Rachel, you mentioned it as one that you're expecting. What do you think of Welcome Distraction? It's not my favourite, but I, I think it's a very really like one. I love it. I used I to think really, it really like it. The first mm. ones I heard, which is very strange because it's not like a... Not too popular, one. popular, is it? Yeah, no. this definitely could be in like a teen movie. It's like gone and spilled my coffee trying to get to the phone. It might be you just, Indeed, never, you know. just never know. Can't talk to my friends without you coming up. It's even kind of cute the way you, the way you was, the way you blush, something like that. You're an inconvenient you kind cuss. of satisfaction. The other one I wanted to mention was "Till Brad Pitt Comes Along." Honestly, with full production, I think that song would be iconic on the debut vault. I think having Brad Pitt in a title would make the song absolutely massive everybody went crazy over Mr Perfectly Fine because it was Joe Jonas and it doesn't even reference his name imagine having Brad Pitt in the title of it I think Brad Pitt would have it too I do too I mean it reminds me of Shania Twain just in like a completely random way just because Mm -hmm. she mentions Brad Pitt and that I didn't even make that connection that's (laughs) really good but again it's it's her storytelling like it's very very personal they're not lyrics that you could like sing to your boyfriend and be like oh my god babe remember the time we watched Carrie and you said it reminded you of me and I threw the remote at you when you said my point exactly remember that time because like that did so personal the lyrics are so specific yeah and it's clever rhyming like well done for rhyming something so specific and making it into a verse like that it's crazy Mm. yeah I will be honest I read Carrie because of that song (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have because it was a terrible book that's probably a very unpopular opinion but it influenced me um but I know that a lot of people think that it's quite a cringeworthy song but I've never got that vibe from it I just think it's adorable it's really 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 cute I will be honest if lucky you Mm -hmm. is included in the debut vault I'm not going to be happy I'd be disappointed (laughs) yeah I can't imagine her singing that now like, no, I can't imagine her I going agree. back and thinking this is a great one to re-record and re-sing. Let's be lyrics. honest, it was never considered for debut, seriously. No. 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 I mean, it's not a good song. I'm going to say it. It's not a good song. You're allowed to say that. It's cute. It served the purpose. But that there's there's controversy over this. Was that the first song that she wrote or not? Because there's No one songs, really knows. There's songs that date back. So like way, way, way before, like 2001, 2002. And supposedly she started writing that one 2002 or 2003. But then again, she wrote Crazier in like 2002, 2003. She wrote that. I mean, Robert Ellis Oral did that with her, Mm. but that was that old. She was 12, 13 when she wrote a song like that. So it's debatable. Yeah, it is a very big question mark. And also she could have written part songs and then finished them later it could have that could have yeah. been the first song she actually finished maybe the first yeah. demo she made I mean there I, are a lot I think of it's considerations first the demo. First demo. I think it's the full, yeah. the first full song she ever did I think she did mm-hmm. ones like Honey Baby like just yeah. the demo ones I think she did those first and then Lucky You was the first one her parents like we're going to get this recorded yeah that is unfortunately all we have time for today but we will be back again next week with another episode all about Taylor Swift and her early career don't forget to follow us on Instagram on at Swift Legacy Podcast for updates and fun trivia as well as the most recent news 